0: This podcast was recorded on January 31st, 2023. Things may have changed by the time you hear this. Welcome to the Alabamians podcast, Falcons on Air. I'm Gabriel Talley, the podcast producer for the Alabamian. And today I have the second part of an interview with Dr. Deborah Lowry, talking about nonlinear paths through college. I hope you enjoyed today's episode.
1: Can I give can I give a recommendation? And if if you prefer that I don't, you can always edit this out. But if anybody is interested in thinking more about their major and also learning how to talk about their major, this book has been out for a while and it has a few editions. Um, it's called You Majored in What? And it has a question mark at the end of it. Uh, The subtitle is Designing Your Path from College to Career. And it's by a woman named Catherine Brooks. And the reason I like this is because she's... (laughs) Approaching this topic from the standpoint of not expecting this linear path. Now, I use this in my capstone, and it's great for like seniors. But I wish that people would just start out reading this book. There's a few pages that I highlight, and I can't remember if I highlighted this in the the class that you were in. But there's a great section uh, in the book where she starts out where she has this list of like the major and then the job. All right, and there's these two columns. So just as an example, you know the major is art, and then the corresponding job is cartoonist. Or um, French and Spanish is the major, and then foreign service officer is the job. Right, and she's gotten these majors and jobs from people in a room, you know that she's been doing a workshop with. Right, and then you flip the page, and it turns out that those are the majors and the jobs, but they're mixed up. And that the person who majored in art is actually now the special prosecutor at a district attorney's office. And the person who uh, majored in English is actually now a psychotherapist. Um, The person who majored in religion is an MTV program developer, et cetera. And her key argument here is that this is not a problem, this is actually great and interesting. And my biggest point of concern is when I hear people saying things like, I majored in history, what can I do with my degree? I mean, I had someone come in, shout out to them if they ever hear this, but, you know, came in and had completed a a history degree and said, "I, I looked in the, in the job ads, there's nothing for history majors. And I thought, oh man, we gotta talk. Because this is typically not how people who are looking to hire, I mean, sometimes they are pushed to express these majors, these preferred majors, but most of the time they want a bachelor's degree. And this is the other point of, I guess, practical advice I would give, and I do give people if they're stressing out about their major, is to consider that maybe your major is not as important. As you think it is. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't matter at all, but certainly with it, if it's in with like a certain field, like the social sciences generally. Um, but even then, there are plenty of cases in which people get a master's degree in a social science, and then they go into something that is like uh, closer to occupational therapy, or something that you would think a biology major. Would have gotten now. If you're going to graduate school, you might be required to take, you know, get in those extra anatomy courses that you didn't take, and so on. Of course, but people change, um, and we really even don't need to call it change. But they change these paths all the time. Your your undergraduate degree does not need to match your graduate degree, which is something that a lot of people don't know. I've one of my professors skipped from molecular biology to sociology. Um, it's possible, it, it, as a master's um, and a PhD in sociology, it's possible to do the opposite, again, with some supplementary work in in uh, natural sciences and so on. Um, and what most people want is a bachelor's degree. They And if you just look into, and this is something that people can tell, you know, the Aunt Nelma and so on. If you look in the job ads and you look in the research, what employers want are those Basic things that we keep harping on that are super annoying to hear about, but they're the communication skills, you know, written and spoken, they're problem solving skills. Um, and then I give my students a list of things that I get asked about by references. And usually 10 to 15, maybe 20% of the questions have to do with academics. They're not asking me about students' academics. They can see that in their transcript. They're asking me. Can students get along with other people? Can they work independently? And they're these so-called soft skills. So oftentimes least important is that major, you know, if you know how to speak about your major and you truly understand the lens that your major brings to you, you know, it's not this, it's not the subject matter necessarily. It's learning to ask questions through the lens of that major, what do you bring to the table having been a a theater major, for example. One of the most stellar K through 12 teachers I've come across was a theater major, right? And I don't know if he, well, I think he told me that he had had no plans at that point in his life to go into education, but you and I can just uh, already imagine how a theater major would be the most amazing sixth grade teacher.
0: Absolutely. Because there's
1: so much performance um, in that. So I think what we need to do a better job of doing, you know, all of us, whether it's universities, faculty, and even students, you know, all thinking about this is to think about what our major is really um, teaching us how to do and how applicable and relevant that is, Um, and then focusing on those, those core skills that, that employers want and not stressing out too much about your exact major. Easier said than done, but as many people know, anxiety just cuts off that, that creative juice and just makes things kind of worse, so it's, it can be a, a spiral you know, if you don't get a hold of that. So but anyway, that was my my spiel for anybody who who wants to read more about this this nonlinear path, which is not a good thing for for some people to hear. They want to know. Go to A, then go to point B, then go to point C. Don't worry, there's no decisions. It's it's direct. But it it really is that amazing journey that 20 years later, you know, the, the district attorney who was an art major, I always tell people, who would you rather be? that's an interesting life. That's an interesting person. You know, do you really want to be the person who did all of the things according to the, um, to the book? I mean, if you do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to judge, but, um, but
0: I know. think it speaks to something incredibly, um, interesting in terms of just that shift away from, I mean, cause typically, um, you would think, Oh, if I get this major, like these sorts of jobs will be available to you. And I, uh, I'll, if I can use uh, Aunt Nelma mm-hmm. or it's a, a nebulous um, aunt or uncle from the back of the room that steps out of the void mm-hmm. and says, hey, I'm really worried about you because the major that you have is, um, is like risky. Mm-hmm. Um, for certain majors, it may be harder theoretically to get certain jobs. But what you talk about to me is really interesting and falls more in line with just the joy Or the excitement that you get from just raw experience that someone may find an aspect of something that typically would be completely out of their discipline, but they find a lens kind of like you're saying to apply it to that or apply their knowledge that they've gotten through their major um, into a new field after they leave college. Um, but I think it's interesting to almost in a lot of cases pivot away from thinking, okay, this major leads me to this logical endpoint. When in reality, the more kind of illogical setting may be the best place where your skills are applied.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's, there's one other thing, if you don't mind me um, piping in about this, I think this can be just as a general pattern, it, it can be something more likely for first generation students to experience. Uh, insofar as you know, parents and, and some family members maybe haven't attended a four-year college where it's you know education for education's sake, and um, again the idea is a well-rounded, informed citizenry, you know who can vote, um, and then you know problem-solving skills, decision-making, you know having an enriching life, you know when it comes to making decisions about. Um, if you have kids and if you do have kids, how are you going to raise them? I mean, these are all the ideal, these are all critical thinking skills and information that you can apply in you know, all walks of life. And one thing that I try to emphasize to people is that university is not necessarily a trade school. And heaven knows we need more trade schools. Uh, skilled trades are absolutely crucial to the survival of our society. I think we could do a lot better job encouraging people to take those paths, explore those paths. But the if you look at any curriculum at most any university, the vast majority of majors do not have a career path paper clipped to it. People perceive that they do, but they usually don't. So here at Montevallo, for example, we have a number of, what I see is we call them professional programs, but you can also see them as more like vocational programs. So if you declare accounting to be your major, you're going to be an accountant. Education, you're going to be a teacher. Social work. You're going to be a social worker. Speech path. You're going to be a speech pathologist. Um, other places they have nurses, and so on. You see where I'm going about with this. These are usually degrees that will also later require some kind of certification, right? They're also uh, degrees that people in other majors, if they did some of the catch-up work. I mean, you can major in English and then go get your master's in social work, right? So these things are accessible. But these are just the handful of majors that are linked, that are officially linked to any job. So I can understand why, uh, you know, Uncle Frank might be more excited if uh, he hears that you're majoring in computer science, because in his mind, and Believe me, there are just numerous applications for computer science. But in his mind and in the, in the mind of the kind of social consciousness here, oh, it's all computers, you'll have no problem finding a job. Um, and that probably is true for most cases. But like I tell my majors, if you are planning to work with or for Homo sapiens, your sociology degree is going to be relevant. And I'm sorry if we haven't done a good job of explaining that. I'm sorry if Aunt Nelma isn't as familiar with sociology as she is with computers, um, but that doesn't mean objectively that it's not as relevant. And, and so when I hear people saying, you know, oh, I had this history degree or I had this sociology degree, there's nothing for that. It does reflect that um, that kind of vocational approach. And absolutely, we want you to get a job based on your degree here at UM. It's just that that's not the only thing we want for you. You know, it's it's vocational, um, it's professional, it's all those things, but it's so much more too. And I think in the past, people have maybe unrightly um, tried to have an either-or approach to that. Say so either we talk about professionalization or we talk about, liberal arts for liberal arts education's sake. Um, And we, we can do all of those things. So thanks for letting me go off on that for a little bit.
0: Oh, always, always. No, I, I don't want you to feel like you're excluded from being able to talk about anything. Well, but... you
1: can edit too, right? <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: That's hope what so.
1: editing is for.
0: <laughs> I hope so. We'll yeah. see. I'll, I'll edit out just me.
1: Oh, yeah. no, no, definitely. <laughs> you, you, you're not, you're kidding, right? You're oh, like, of course. You're, okay. Good. <laughs> good. You have a great podcaster thing going on. So.
0: <laughs> but, um, no, I, I loved this. I'm, I'm really happy that we got to talk today and, Yeah. I I mean, I I can't say anymore. uh, Thank you for giving me some of your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it.
0: Of course. But um, yeah, you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Falcons on Air and a special thank you again to Dr. Deborah Lowry for today's interview. Please check out the podcast description for links to our website. And if you're interested in helping the newspaper or podcast, reach out to us on our socials at UM umalabamian or email us at alabamian.monavalo.edu. Also, you can add us on Spotify or your choice of podcast platform to listen to previous or future episodes, but stay tuned into our socials for podcast updates. Thanks.